0: Happy New Year's Eve everybody. Welcome in to a special edition of Talking Cowboys because not only is it New Year's Eve but it's say it with your chest Thursday for the final time in 2020. Welcome in on DallasCowboys.com and then Coast to Coast streaming live on the interwebs and glad you're with us here for the final show of 2020. We were just talking about it a moment. moment ago about our year and really how crazy things have been for the Dallas Cowboys and we're going to talk about how it could get even crazier coming up this weekend Kyle Yeoman's here alongside our resident Super Bowl champ Isaiah Stanback we've got Rob Danger P. Island Cowboys insider down in the bottom right hand corner then Heckma Harrison as always the professional football analyst leading the way and Boys, first off, Happy New Year's Eve to each one of you guys, and excited to go into 2021 with you and have a show next week talking about the playoffs, right? I mean, that's kind of yes. where we're at, right? Yes. Playoffs? Playoffs?
4: Oh, yeah. Are talking about playoffs?
0: So, Playoff. let's talk about how the Cowboys could get to those playoffs, because today we're going to talk about the Cowboys offense matching up against the Giants defense, and really the, the matchup that I think is going to decide this game for the Dallas Cowboys, and it's going to decide the winner of this game, Uh, but first, let's talk about some injuries on that defensive side of the football for Dallas, and Rob, injury report came out yesterday, and there were a couple names on there, uh, a couple more names on there, I should say, that I did not want to see, and most of them were in the secondary.
1: Well, which ones concern you the most, Kyle?
0: Well, uh, Donovan Wilson concerns me. The fact that he did not practice yesterday. Um, Xavier Woods was limited. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch again on the injury report. There are, there are a couple big names there that, that really concern me.
1: Yeah, um, I thought it was encouraging that Xavier Woods got some mm-hmm. work in yesterday with the ribs injury that kept him out against uh, the Eagles. So I, I thought that was encouraging. Donovan Wilson had an illness, was not present at practice. Um, you mentioned Van Der Esch. Cheeto has been, I feel like he's been dealing with a hamstring or groin maybe last week. I'd have to check if he was on the injury report last week, but something bothered him during the game, I think. Uh, so, yeah, they're a little banged up, but, um, you know, I, they did okay at the linebacker position without Van Der Esch last week, and I think yep. with Sean coming in, with Joe Thomas rotating in, uh, if he can't go this week, I think you feel okay because you've got some veteran depth there. But, yeah, you got to keep an eye on the secondary for sure this week. And Darian Thompson, again, it may be a Jordan Lewis game at safety. Who knows? Uh, or he, mm. he, may, he may have to play a few snaps there depending on their situation.
0: Heck, my, how big is it going to be if you don't have either one of those guys? And then who would you expect to potentially step up and play if Donovan Wilson and Xavier Woods are not available? Because I think you started finding a rhythm with those guys in the backside of the defense.
2: Now we we opened up the season talking about hybrid players. So let's nice, right. let's That's get true. the hybrid on, you know, Jordan Lewis, a little bit of safety. He filled in nicely. <laughs> I feel like you know, all of the injury reports uh, and, and our safeties being banged up, but all over the league, guys are banged up. So I, I fully expect, that at least my, for my conscience, I need Donovan Wilson to be able to go uh, and Xavier Woods because obviously he was out up from the Philly game. But, you know, I, I think that we did pretty good with guys that, that were out last week, um, all things being considered with the passing yards that they got towards the end of the game. but. Still, I feel good about whomever we have uh, in there. Right now, our front is playing so so good and, yeah. and getting pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and got, everybody needs to understand, man, when you're able to manufacture that pressure and get sacks and move the quarterback out of the pocket, it does well for your secondary. So I look for these guys to repeat that effort.
0: No Cheeto out there, or at least he was limited out there as well, Isaiah, do you think Cheeto had a solid enough game last week against Philadelphia to where if he were unavailable against New York and a couple of these weapons like a Sterling Shepherd or an Evan Ingram that it would play that would pay uh, huge dividends for the Giants in terms of an advantage?
3: I don't think so. Uh, I don't think. I mean, where he's at right now in his development, I don't, I don't feel like he's that dominant of a of a, of a player right now. So, and especially if he was ever going to be out a game, it'd probably be against these guys because they're gonna they're gonna struggle to throw the ball. Uh, they don't go they don't go down the field much. We're gonna be sitting in the zone anyway, just because we want to try to continue to get pressure with our front seven. Uh, you know, I. It was encouraging to see um, that what my belief was in terms of Vanderish I didn't. I didn't think we were gonna miss him that much last week. So that was that was positive. You know, the Joe Thomas and and Jalen Smith running around. Hopefully, we can get the same production out of those guys. Um, in terms of safeties, trying to fulfill that void. You know, uh, you know who you know who I'm who I'm trying to get in there. Kyle, <laughs> I'm going for for that boy Reggie, that Reggie. boy Reggie Robinson. <laughs> uh, if you look at his his play. To turn force turnover ratio, I would say is pretty high. Uh, his turnovers force versus, versus how many plays he's actually had in the NFL. So I say let the boy roll.
0: Hey, maybe that play on special teams where he did punch the ball out uh, potentially provides an opportunity for him to see more playing time and, and more defensive reps. And I talked to, we, we had the Cowboys' Hour last night with CJ Goodwin, who was on the receiving side of yeah. the fumble recovery. And I asked him, I was like, so did you think you were in? He goes, no, I was out. I just tried <laughs> to sell it. He was like, I, I knew my foot it was out <laughs> the whole hey, time. The, speaking on Goodwin, though, Goodwin did a heck of a job coming I in and sure filling that, that
3: spiral. Um, You know, I know he didn't necessarily make a bunch of plays, but he didn't have to. The simple threat of him being there, uh, I think, kept Jalen Hurts at bay uh, pretty much, you know, at, at bay for that second half. So it was very encouraging to see them. You know, Mike Nolan expand his his repertoire um, and dig a little bit deeper into his black book um, to go into that bottle top defense. Where it's three guys, three safeties across the top, and then you drop that middle that that top that middle safety, you drop him down into coverage to kind of watch over the the, the quarterback. So uh, that was encouraging to see them expand a little bit.
1: And Mike Nolan talked about that on Monday, and he said it got to the point where if CJ wasn't chasing him down himself. Just that threat, they felt like Jalen Hurts, like you said, was kind of aware of it and was mm-hmm. more hesitant to run. And uh, I he only had maybe ten or twelve yards rushing in the second half. You know, they, yep. they did they did bottle him up. That was big.
0: Yeah, he had four carries for sixteen yards when CJ Goodwin was at least in the formation or in that second half, I think was maybe the the, the stat. And Rob, you wrote a really good piece about it mm-hmm. on DallasCowboys.com that, that I read earlier this week and Even talking with him last night, the thing about C.J. Goodwin is he's one of those crazy stories of how he got to the NFL. I really encourage everybody to go and listen to the Cowboys Hour. Not for me. Forget about me. I'm talking about for C.J. Goodwin because he was fantastic. Uh, A great interview. A guy who was a basketball player who worked on Mel Blunt's farm, the Hall of Famer from Pittsburgh. And went to a a pickup basketball game against the football coaching staff at the college he played basketball at. And they said, hey, come out to football practice. Turned him into a wide receiver. Then Mel Blunt talked the Steelers into trying him out. And then from the Steelers tryout, turned around, uh, signed. And then ended up bouncing around the league, was turned into a corner during his time in Atlanta, went to the Super Bowl with Atlanta, and then has bounced around the league and ultimately settled here in Dallas, which, by the way, was his childhood favorite team. Uh, Of course. Always, wow. So yeah. really, really, really cool story. And it was a great interview last night with Danny Sarek and company on the Cowboys Hour.
2: So he was he was, in a, he was playing a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And the football coaches told him to come out for football after a basketball game. That means he used all his fouls. All, uh, <laughs> all, <laughs> all of he got out the football field. <laughs> what he Never said, no
0: actually, what he said is that he dunked on one of the football coaches. And the <laughs> football coach was like, nah, come out to practice. Come on. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. That's I bet the you they goes. wanted
0: to run. Them. I bet you they wanted to run them. If, if that was what it was, they wanted to they wanted to put them on the team so they could run lines and, and, and make them pay for that dunk. But so wait, really, so really cool.
1: You talk about a success story. You mentioned uh, it's three different programs he was at. Bethany mm-hmm. College, okay, played basketball there. Then he went to Fairmont State to play mm-hmm. football. And then the California University of Pennsylvania. Not California, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Journeyman. So, Journeyman and... Uh, Man, just finding a way to get noticed, right? Undrafted, what a, what a story! Yeah.
3: yeah. So, so Rob, what you're saying is, the next celebrity kickball game, we should make sure that Kyle has his opportunity, so that we can get him in there as potential kicker down the road. Is that what you're saying? You saying there's a chance?
1: I'm telling you, there's a chance.
0: Let's do, let's let's do it. I happen, need to go. I, yeah, I need to get in the kickball game. kickball
2: champ, Kyle. Sure line. Oh, Kyle. Sure line. look I, out.
0: I've had commenters on the show already tell me that I have the body of a retired punter, so we might as well make it come true and make it an active punter. That's good. Let's make it. Let's make it happen. So, oh, why not along
2: the way? Oh, Mr.
0: Uh, Let's uh oh god. Let's go ahead and talk about this matchup between the Cowboys offense and, and this Giants defense because I want to know if it's going to be a sloppy weather game. And we looked at the weather earlier today, and it was it was fifty five lower. I mean, of course, it's going to be in the middle of the afternoon. But sloppy, wet. It's going to be raining up in New York, kind of like it is in Frisco for all of you, those who are actually in the Metroplex. But uh, really sloppy week of of gameplay up there at MetLife Field. But whenever you talk about running the football, that might actually go into your favor. And this is a Giants team that over the last four weeks has given opponents at least 100 rushing yards after not doing it oh so much the first dozen weeks of the season. But my question to you, Isaiah, is can Zeke replicate the week that he had last week? It was a season-high game for Ezekiel Elliott, but can he do it again against this Giants defense, and how can he?
3: I think so. I think I think I think we need to establish that running game. I think, go, especially going into a uh, a rivalry game like this, it's going to be physical. Can't can't get around it. I don't care what the Giants are, are playing for. Or what we're playing for is is going to be a physical game regardless. Now you throw the the playoff implications on top of that for both teams, and guess what? oh, there's going to be some hitting. So we need to be able to control the line of scrimmage. We need Zeke to – I don't even have to say we need Zeke to You know, to get off and be aggressive. He's going to do that. I think he felt that flame last night uh, – not last night, but last week, and I think he plans on doing the same thing. And um, I think there's no better team to do it against than, than your rival. Rob?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? He, he ran well in the first game against the Giants. 19 carries, 91 yards, two mm-hmm. touchdowns. It's kind of what I was saying – A week or so ago I thought he ran pretty good early in the season they just they got behind and he fumbled the ball and they did some things to take themselves out of the running game Tony Pollard had five yards of carry as well so they ran okay against the Giants but I do expect the Giants to really be on their keys this week because they got gashed by Baltimore last week and and a lot of a lot of teams do the Cowboys did too they (laughs) do they they do heck they do a lot of funky stuff pre-snap and that can throw you off but uh, they're they're a pretty solid run defense team overall this season, and I expect them to the focus to be much higher this week.
2: That I was so happy to see the weather report in New York for Sunday. <laughs> I mean that's that's Zeke weather. It's football weather, and that's Zeke weather. I mean he it, when you look at his career at Ohio State, he played a lot of games in this kind of weather. So I expect for him to play you know above and beyond uh, his level uh, that he has been all season, and we know what Zeke has at stake man he's right now 63 yards away from a thousand yards and what does that mean for him here in dallas is putting him in the company of tony dorsett and Emmitt smith of being the only running backs to ever record four thousand yard uh rec- excuse me rushing yards in five years so i mean uh, aside from the accolades and everybody knowing what we have at stake here i expect for zeke to be eating Hmm. now uh, I, I do want to point
0: out, over the last four games, this Giants run defense giving up 100 yards. I mean, those teams were Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore. And I mean, those are four teams that ran pretty well against the Cowboys uh, this season. So, I mean, there's a lot to look at whenever it comes to this Giants team. We're going to get into it a little bit later on when we get into to, to the pick'ems and say it with your chest about how the Giants had won four straight, and now they've lost three straight, all against really good playoff-caliber teams. And so there, there's, this isn't a, a, a go-ahead, let's-win-this-game type of game for the Cowboys. I mean, this is going to be a battle. I don't think this is going to be an easy win by any means for Dallas, and I think one of the reasons why is that defense. And, uh, Rob, when you look at the Cowboys and the, the, the success that they had last week uh, against Philadelphia – where could they have that same kind of success against this, this Giants defense? Because I think the secondary is playing well together. I think the, the front seven is pretty ruthless. They're not Philadelphia, Washington, Pittsburgh level, but they're still a pretty good front seven. But I want to know where the weakness is in this Giants defense and how the Cowboys can exploit it.
1: Well, that, that's a good question. I think um, I agree with you. I think they're pretty solid front to back. Um, they've, they've had some problems recently, and, and I think some of it has been their injuries in the secondary. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like Philly last week, although I think Philly, Philly was kind of decimated. Um, I, I just think beyond Bradbury at cornerback, James Bradbury, they're, they're kind of young in the secondary uh, at the coverage spots. And so you look at the game last week or last time in mid-October, CeeDee Lamb had a huge game and mm-hmm. um, you know against, I think it was Darnay Holmes working the slot now. I don't know. Isaiah Heck, from what you guys have seen, I, I probably expect them to play some zone. I think they kind of do anyway, but, but I would imagine they try to keep things in front of them, given that this is by far the best trio of receivers maybe they've faced all year.
3: Yeah, I, th- I definitely see them playing a, high, a too high shell. I, don't, I think if, you know, to, to answer your, your, your question, Kyle, the, the, the weak spot of their defense, I think, is their linebackers. I think their second level a little, a little a little soft, yeah. a little young. Uh, I think Martinez right there in the middle. I think he's pretty doggone good, but I think his his comrades on the side. Uh, who we got here? Tate Crowder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those guys are those guys are a little little soft, a little, little tissue paper ish. Uh, mm. But I th- <clears throat> so I think if we can we can if our offensive line can work their way up to the second level, I think we can
2: have some some huge plays on the ground. Hmm. Now this is the NFC East battle. It doesn't matter when you look. Oh, at you're right. The schedule. Yeah. When you oh, look at right. the schedule and you saw that we had the Giants the last game, it wasn't going to be an easy matchup and. It, In perfect form, here we are, having to play for uh, potentially a playoff berth. But you're right, Rob, when you talked about what CeeDee Lamb did versus uh, the the Giants in our first matchup, he burned them. And just like Philly last week, they tried to just say, hey, let's pick our poison, right? We're going to pick the poison, and we choose Michael Gallup. Well, they got poisoned (laughs) by Michael Gallup in the first half. it, they, they had to bring guys from off of safety to play corner to stop the bleeding. But that's what you get versus the Cowboys when you have three receivers that can stretch the field the way that they can. And CD Lamb had that big game because he was in the slot a lot, and they had to move down uh, that nickel corner. Right now, like you said, with the injuries that they have, you look for Xavier uh, McKinney. Uh, that, that he, but he's a safety, but he does play a lot mm-hmm. in the slot. To be matched up with Ceedee Lamb again, they have to pick their poison. And with the way that Andy Dalton is playing, I just want to see us go out on our shield. No matter how it goes, I want to see it, us go out firing. And and, I'll, and, and to backdoor that and you both of you guys' comments, I think if you're if you're
3: the defensive coordinator for the Giants and you had to pick and choose between, do I want to stop the run primarily or do I want to stop the pass primarily? Uh, based upon Zeke's year so far, even though I know he's still creeping up on a thousand yards, I'm gonna go ahead and rest on the shoulders of. Hey, I'm gonna let I'm gonna make Zeke get back to old Zeke form, and make him beat me, and I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my best six guys in the box, right? Because most of the time we'll be in in, uh, in eleven personnel, so they can have six guys in the box, and we'll have five to six guys in the box. And guess what? Hey, my six guys are better than your six guys, and I'm, I'm gonna make you prove it. I'm going to make you prove it. I am not going to put myself in a situation where I have to say, okay, my DBs are better than your receivers because they know that's not the case.
1: <laughs> that's a good point because, you know, when you see comments pregame during every week uh, about how to approach the Cowboys offense, it's always like, well, it starts with Zeke. we got to stop the run. we got to stop the run. But when it got pretty toasty. <laughs> it got pretty, pretty toasty for Philly's secondary last week. So, yeah, you might need to change it up because Andy Dalton is clicking uh, with his wide receivers
2: and, and with the protection it's gotten better too yep that is that and that's it man and you look at the numbers for the Dallas Cowboys and just around the league I mean it's a comparison thing that we do here and just the upper echelon teams you know comparable to our defense being 32nd but on offense my god the numbers for our passing game or to, through the roof I mean we're top mm-hmm. 10 in passing and I know I'm one of those people man I just want to see us ground and pound and where that clock out and, and field, you know, field position, ball control, all of those things. But it's proven, man, these last couple of games that once our passing game it gets going, we're really hard to stop. Well- It's also been proven
0: that you can do both. And I think that that's really kind of come to fruition in the Minnesota game and in the game against Philadelphia last week, where you did have a 100-yard rusher, but you also had a ton of success with your receivers and with the passing game. It's a marriage between the two that's going to allow you to be the most successful. And that's kind of where I think Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are trying to get this offense to to land, is right in that little that that safe spot right in the middle. And it's hard to do that. The the trust tree. The trust tree of, of play calling. But... It's hard to do that. That's not an easy thing, and that's why you have to have as many talented players as the Cowboys do to try and at least even attempt to get to that point. But I kind of want to go back really quickly before we head to break here and address something that Heckma said about Xavier McKinney. I really liked Xavier McKinney coming out of Alabama in the draft last year. Rookie, kind of got banged up in training camp, didn't play until Week 12 of the season, but he's played over 50% of the snaps in each of the last three weeks. By the way, all three losses. And... In those games, I mean, he's been decent. He's been good. But if you're telling me that CeeDee Lamb is going to go one-on-one with Xavier McKinney right, uh, this weekend, I feel pretty good about that. Heck, man, I feel pretty good. So hopefully that's the case, and maybe the Cowboys get an opportunity to use CeeDee Lamb out of the slot this weekend. When we come back, though, is momentum going to be the biggest factor in this game? I'm going to ask that question to all three of these guys, we're going to talk about it when we come back on Talking Cowboys presented by GEICO.
4: There's nothing as unique as our eyes Which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you Verilux for super sharp vision Essential Blue for protection And Grisol for freedom from glare Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you See more, do more, Essilor
0: Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys, as always. Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. And Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans, going into our second segment here of a Say It With Your Chest Thursday. We've got predictions and DraftKings players coming up later on in the show. By the way, I went back and listened to our DraftKings segment last week. All four of us were on point, and you would have won some money last week, I think, Mm. if you would have chosen uh, exactly what we said. And I'm not saying we all just hyped up the Cowboys. Isaiah last week said, don't go with Tony Pollard. He said, there's more, better places you can spend your money and, well, of course, that's what ended up happening because Isaiah's got a crystal ball. So plenty of stuff to talk about whenever it comes to DraftKings, and we'll do that coming up in the third segment. But, Isaiah, I want to ask you a question. So being a, a former player in the NFL and being around a team with momentum, and that team just happened to be the New York Giants, 9-7, and seven, went on to a Super Bowl, and you've been a part of a team that has been... To the highest point even after having kind of a mediocre regular season where does how much of a factor does momentum in a locker room play because right now you can look at the last three games for each of these teams and the cowboys have beaten bad teams cincinnati san francisco philadelphia all teams with five or less wins uh, at least whenever they played them and then you look at the giants and their last three losses: Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore. Like I said in the first segment, all playoff-caliber teams. So, two teams going in different directions, but with different skill level on the other side of the uh, on the other sideline during those games. But the Cowboys have a much higher morale and much higher momentum right now, right? Can they ride that into a game like this? Absolutely.
3: Uh, confidence is everything. And people can sit up here and say, oh, well, these guys are professional athletes. They can say, oh, these guys are getting paid a lot of money. This guy gets paid $10 million a year. I don't care what happens to him. He needs to find a way. <clears throat> you're a human being. You're a human being. You just happen to get paid very well at what you do for 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 your employment. Uh, when When you're confident, regardless of what profession you're in, things become easier. Right, you have a little swag about you. Right, when Kyle, when Kyle's feeling it, we, we can tell when Kyle's feeling it. Kyle comes on the mic and he's just, you know, what I'm saying, Buster rhymes with the words. You know, what I'm saying, you know, Heckman Heckman goes into his little thesaurus and he starts pulling words out the you know out the back. You know, Rob got the injury reports for the last seventeen years. You know, so you can, when guys are in their groove, you're confident and things flow. Right, and and those little those little those little speed bumps in the road, now ah, they kind of you got suspension, right? You got you got some shocks, you got some fresh shocks. When you, when you don't have confidence, things are hard. Things are hard, and those speed bumps hurt, right? Your shocks, your shocks might you know they might not be screwed in this tight, right? They might be a little squeaky. Um, but but when you got things rolling, you, you know your conversation around locker rooms is a little bit better. You know your swag's a little different. You come into the locker room a little different. You show up to practice, you're laughing and joking around, talking about what music you're listening to, what the latest dance is. You know all those things. All all that stuff matters. And then you go into the game, and guess what? You're a kid again. You're having fun. You got the same confidence you had in college. Guys get drafted high, why? Because they gain their confidence in college and then they hit their peak. Then they come into the league and they either continue that or they get, a, they get a, a awakening, and they got a dip, and then guess what? They have to build their confidence back up. It's not that they're less of a player. It's that they don't have the same confidence that they had in college. So as you're going into games like this, it's all about momentum, right? And if you can go out there and you, can, and you build off of these last few games that we've had, you go out here and you can bust the Giants in their mouth, and then guess what? You, hopefully, hopefully, you slide into the playoffs, and then it's a four-game season. That's why it's all about what team is hot going into the playoffs, because that's what matters most.
2: I like that. He said, I'm in my bag when I'm in my thesaurus. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, man, ain't no momentum like momentum. And I love that we have it. We haven't had it before. Uh, Beginning of this season, we were getting hit over the head with a bag of nickels. seemed like every game. You talk about Mm. the challenges that we had on defense, not being able to get this uh, offense going in the first half and now suddenly all of a sudden turnover differential we I mean the, the defense is clicking and the offense seems like you know Andy Andy Dalton can't miss except for when he's overthrowing C.D. Lamb or underthrowing C.D. Lamb um, but I like it I, I like the fact that we're in a position now where these guys that you've seen play have, feel better about themselves and, and and like Isaiah said if it's you know, a little bit looser, you, you, you take the sounds from the game and guys are talking about let's eat and all of that. You know, let's, this is the game for these guys to show up and regardless of how it plays out uh, with, the, with the football team and the, the Blue Eagles, it is imperative that we go into this game, get a victory, and feel good about ourselves no matter what because this has been a season where the Cowboys has been dumped on by everybody. Mm -hmm. Players, coaches around the league, anonymous sources, all of the media types. So this game is for us, man, and let's just go out and let's just hit them. Let's just hit them and hit them hard and go, like I said before, go out on our shield. Yeah, you know, um, it's hard to gauge – the
1: confidence of the team, just because we're not in the locker room this year and it's just these calls every, every day of practice. But I just got the vibe from Zeke talked yesterday, DeMarcus Lawrence talked yesterday, and Joe Looney talked. And I, I just felt like there is a lot of confidence flowing right now. They, mm-hmm. ju- they, feel, they just feel better about where they're at. And a uh, quick quote from DeMarcus Lawrence, he said, I feel like when things go south and all of it goes downhill, that's when real men show up. I can just say we've got some real men and some real characters that love playing this game. And he talked about camaraderie and all those things. I I do think it's building, but I did want to piggyback on what Isaiah said because momentum, like you mentioned, momentum—is it a real thing week to week? You know, because it's six games or seven days in in between games. Like, can you really carry it with a new opponent, or is every week kind of its own? Deal, especially when it's a rivalry game, and like I think Heck said, you can just kind of throw it out every week when it's when it's two rivals going at it.
3: Yeah, regardless of the days in between, it still builds, right? You're so you're coming off a game in which you play well. So like these last three games, it's no, it, it's not just, it's not scheme. Why we force turnovers? It's not it's not a scheme thing. You know, one game you force turnovers, and then guess what? Oh crap! I forgot I could hit. Oh heck yeah! I get hit. That's right. I'm 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 freaking Darian Thompson. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm D Law. Everybody better recognize yeah. what the name is, and you start you start you start getting that swag. But you start remembering who you are. Sometimes some guys got to go back and watch college highlights. Sometimes you got to do that. Whatever whatever helps you remind yourself of who you are, that's what you got to do. And sometimes it comes in a, in a, in a form of a big play. It's it's no it's no it's no secret that guys disappear for a while. Like you know, say Zeke, right? Zeke wasn't Zeke for a while, right? All of a sudden, Zeke goes out and, and runs his tail off last week, and we see this comeback. Well, is that because, oh, he just had a good day? No, Zeke is getting his confidence back. The offensive line is getting their confidence back, right? So then what does that do? That transitions right over to the practice week. Guess what? Film studies a little bit better. Oh, yeah, now all of a sudden it's not a can we can we make this play happen? It's like, oh, yeah, coach put that in. We're making that happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's no The question marks start leaving your head. Can I rush without fumbling? Uh, heck, yeah, I can rush without fumbling. can nobody take the ball from me. I'm Zeke. It's, it's that kind of talk. Right. And that stuff carries over. And then when you go into the next week and you do it again, now all of a sudden that's a confirmation, that's affirmation that that is true. And you keep building that up and until somebody comes and bust you in your mouth. That's the way
0: it goes. And it, I, I don't like keeping going going back to this Cowboys hour last night with C.J. Goodwin, but there was a lot of great information in there. And C.J., taught, you mentioned like the, the confidence of, of play calling of, hey, throw that in there, coach. Let's figure it out. The C.J. package where C.J. Goodwin came in and spied Jalen Hurts was an, a pure example of that because yep. they talked about it early in the season. C.J. said that Sean Lee was the one that came up to him and actually brought that play to the forefront, but he did it back in like week 11, week 12, They didn't run it until week 15, and when they did, they had confidence in it. They did it for 16 defensive steps and it ended up helping them win the game because both interceptions against Philadelphia came while C.J. Goodwin was on the field. So there is that growth, I think, within a locker room. And Rob, you mentioned the, the guys who talked yesterday, and Joe Looney, and Ezekiel Elliott, and Demarcus Lawrence. All three of them talked about how much fun it was to be back on a winning side of things. And I think it may even play more of a factor momentum, that is, in terms of a team that lost so much early on because you can go and look at the Kansas City Chiefs right now who are 14 and 1 you can say yeah they've got a lot of momentum but you know for a fact there's pressure in that locker room there's not a ton of fun happy go lucky in that locker room as much as there would be if they would have lost a couple games early on they just that's what they do they're the Kansas City Chiefs right now and you're winning and that's what you want to get to but right now when you start 3 and 9 It just feels good. It's a relief to finally start winning again. Right, Heckma? Well,
2: hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, yes. And and you talk about the momentum from the Kansas City Chiefs. They're the Super Bowl champs. So they came in with all the momentum. But Mm -hmm. for our guys and... You know, Isaiah, what you said was spot on, man, about like remembering who you are. Like, you, sometimes you gotta go back to your college highlights to remember. Man, I was a dog, right? And I think there's been so much piled on this team that they kind of lost sight of that, man. It goes, it makes me think of something my grandfather used to say, man, it's the reason why donkeys and thoroughbreds don't run the same race, right? Because they're not the same I and mean, you're here for a reason. So be the thoroughbred that you are. And they've had to prove that and look, All of the at the end of the year, no matter how this goes, we're going to we're going to evaluate everybody who's thumbs up, thumbs down, who's going to say the job of the scouting department, man, Mike, Mike McCarthy and all of his guys, they have a job trying to figure out who's going to be here, who are going to be the guys that's going to fit this culture. You know, this continuity that started to this team that's jailed at the last part of this year. Who are the guys that were all in and dialed in? Who are the guys that were on the outside of this? Because right now we have a problem where maybe we're overpaying guys that's not giving us that production. And again, that's a conversation for another day. But these guys have to realize who they are and play up to that standard.
0: I don't know if there's a better way to close out the final non-prediction segment. Of twenty twenty by talking about this momentum and talking about the winning that's been happening and the kind of the movement that you're starting to see within this locker room and the confidence that is building. So we're gonna step aside, but when we come back, it's time to say it with our chest one more time, gentlemen. And guess what? Isaiah Stanback made a bit of a run last week and he's back in the race. (laughs) He's back in the race, and there's an opportunity for him to try and catch Rob P. It's gonna take a lot, but we're gonna predict a bunch of games when we come back here on Talking Cowboys.
2: <laughs> All
0: right, everybody, listen up because whether you're listening to talking Cowboys through them right now or you're trading those DraftKings fantasy football players, setting your lineup for week 17 of the regular season, you can experience audio at a whole new level with the Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds. With Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, they do help you experience audio at a whole new level, the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. Heck, well, what do they sound like over there?
2: Kyle is like a symphony in my head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it so much. All right, everybody, let's go into our DraftKings picks this week. And you're going you're gonna to see a little bit of a higher price tag on these Dallas Cowboys this week than we've seen in the past. And, I mean, for good reason. You saw what they did last week, and they would have won you a bunch of money. There you see the graphic up there, $5,600 for Mr. Andy Dalton. Zeke's at $6,400. dollars you got Amari Cooper, who had a big week last week, 121 yards. He's at $5,800 the most expensive skills player outside of Zeke for the Cowboys. C.D. Lamb, who had a big week, won me, my fantasy football league title last week, $5,200. And Michael Gallup, a clean, even five grand. So, Isaiah, we're going to start with you. You're right up at the top there, loving on Andy Dalton. Why is $5,600, or why not $5,600 for Andy Dalton this week? The red rifle... Cock that thing up. All right, he is definitely worth your $5,600
3: this week. I think that we are going to see a lot of too high shell. So maybe not in the first quarter. You probably won't see him ball out. But in that second quarter to the second half, we're going to really see things open up because they're going to have to come down. They have to drop down to single safety. And we all know when teams decide to go single safety, the red rifle gets released and all of our receivers start to eat.
0: So go ahead and load up on the red rifle this week. And, Rob, you're sitting there with $6,400 with Zeke, correct? I mean, that's the highest price tag we've seen from Zeke in a while.
1: Yeah, as Isaiah said, he brought the Feed Me Spoon out last week. He got his mojo back, and he told us yesterday (laughs) it's the best he's felt physically since probably the first Philly game in early November. So, Heckma said it, 63 yards to 1,000. He wants to win the game first, team goals first, but you've got to know after everything he's been through this year, Mm -hmm. some struggles the injuries uh a thousand would mean something to him he said it so I think he's going to try to get it for sure and they're going to try to get it for him and uh if he does get some favorable boxes I look for them to have success in the running game once again this week
0: and we've now hit the quarterback we've hit the tailback and heck well whenever it comes to these three wide receivers the big three wide receivers which one
2: sticks out to you oh boy I'm going with the coupe de ville Mari Cooper (laughs) definitely man um let's think about it guys how the prices have gone up on our players who draft draft kings, you could have got these guys dra- uh, dirt cheap a couple yeah. weeks ago like 15 ben bucks
4: Nucci.
2: last week <laughs> <Ben> and, <laughs> Nucci and uh the yacht gilbert uh man the g-wagon uh now <laughs> now the way that the red rifle has a, this team rolling man it's uh I, I feel like this is a game that amara cooper can definitely get off and like Uh, Isaiah was saying, they're going to be some favorable boxes. And once Andy unleashes that rifle, one of those Mm. bullets is Mm -hmm. definitely going to go to uh, Amari Cooper. I love it. I think Amari could have a big
0: day. I think Michael Gallup might continue what he did in the first half last week against Philadelphia because he didn't get a whole lot in the second half. I want to know if he can continue that going into this week. I think CD also, with the success that he had last week, actually the last two weeks he scored and found the end zone. But, uh, I think he had a ton of success in week five against the Giants, and he should be able to do that as well. So it should be a big day, hopefully, for these Cowboys. They put up 37 points the first time around uh, against the Giants. Now, I know the first half of that was with Dak Prescott, but hey, Andy Dalton did pretty well in that game too is his first with the Dallas Cowboys. But DraftKings is the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and this Sunday only. You can play for free for over a million dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. Just yeah. download the app today and play for free on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. And then the leader in our clubhouse in terms of the final week of our pickums is Mr. Rob Danger P. Island over there in the bottom right-hand corner, sitting at 45 and 25, as he had a decent week last week, kind of stumbled a couple times, Rob. I was a little upset with with your... uh, with your your consistency there it allowed oh, sorry disappoints you it it allowed Isaiah from to get the guy back in last in the place race. <laughs> yeah i know you're right so hekma is in second he's at 42 and 28 so he is 3 games back he needs to gain 3 uh, if he's going to beat rob 3 games back from hekma is isaiah stand back at 39 and 31 and then i am of course bringing up the rear 3 games back from isaiah 36 and 34 so moving on from no, that he let's did go this into so fast. <laughs> let's go into this week's pick and we're going to start off with one of the better games of the week, I think, Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills at 12-3, and three playing really good football right now against the 10-5 and five Miami Dolphins, Ooh. and we're going to let Rob P. Island start this one off. Rob?
1: I said it a month ago. Bills Mafia will be in the AFC ch- Championship game mm. against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think they win this game at home.
2: Heckma. At home, I'm definitely going with the Mafia.
0: All right, Isaiah? Buffalino. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills here as well. I, I can't pick the Dolphins, or I can't pick the, the against the Bills, rather. I think that's the biggest one. Uh, let's go with the Steelers on the road against the Browns. The Browns Ooh. in dire need of a win after losing last week to the Jets and. Really uh, what looked to be a foregone co- conclusion that the Browns are going to be in the playoffs for the first time since 2002. They're sitting at 10-5 and five, and the Steelers at 12-3. and three. We'll go with Heckma first on this one.
2: Well, I got the news Ben Roethlisberger isn't playing in this game, and Mason Rudolph has the start. And with the history with Mason Rudolph and the Cleveland Browns, mm. and knowing that the Browns, if they lose this game, they are potentially out of the playoffs at 10 with, with a 10 and 5 season. I, dude, mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield plays out of his mind this game. I'm going with the Browns. Right. I think the Steelers are going to rest more than just Ben Roethlisberger.
1: If they rest a bunch of starters, yeah, give me Cleveland.
0: Isaiah?
3: Mike Tomlin's still angry. <clears throat> he doesn't care who the heck's in the game. They're going to go for the dog on victory, and I think Baker Mayfield goes outside of himself and tries to do too much and makes too many mistakes.
0: I'm going to pick the Browns here. I agree with you guys. I think the Steelers kind of rest some, some interesting there pieces. That might be a game. Yeah, that might be one for Isaiah to catch, catch up a little bit. Okay, uh, how about this? A little bit of a toilet bowl game. The Vikings <laughs> on the road against the Lions. No Dalvin Cook oh, for God. the Minnesota Vikings. So this really is a toilet bowl game. This one's fun, though. you, you got to pick the, the bad games, too. All right, uh, Isaiah, who you got? Detroit, what? Hmm, okay. Heckma.
2: Oh, Big Rob go! Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, good lord! I'm going Detroit. you copycat! I'm going to uh, you copycat, <laughs> uh,
0: I'm gonna pick the Vikings at six and nine. I still think Kirk Cousins has a better game. Go for it, Rob. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Minnesota. I
1: think Stafford's banged up ha. too. So Dalvin Cook's not playing. That's true. We, I, we, we too won't. late.
3: He already said it. Too late. I, no, I,
1: be, I believe in KC. I believe in K.C. Kirk Cousins. Let's go. Come on. We okay. need to call four more uh, games. Come on. Four more games.
0: Okay. Four more games to get to. Okay. So the Jets and the Patriots. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to pick. Oh, Why yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and pick it. Let's Why do it. That? Let's pick that game because the Jets have won two in a row and the Patriots, man, they look bad. They look bad, bad. Uh, Patriots are at home on this one. I'm going to take the Patriots still to beat the Jets, but I'm not very confident about it. Isaiah?
3: I'm rocking with the Jets' defense in my fantasy championship game, so I'm going with the Jets, baby. <laughs>
2: Rob,
1: you see Bill Belichick chucking that phone on the sideline. Oh, They're not yes, going to lose this game. Pats win.
2: Mm. Heckman, uh, I'm going Jets.
3: Going <clears throat> Jets. I, you know what, Heckma? I really don't like you right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let's go with the uh, the Cardinals and the Rams. This is a Ooh. really important battle in the Ooh. NFC West this week. Cardinals at 8-7 and seven, still have a chance to get to the playoffs. The Rams have a chance to get out of the playoffs should they lose at home. Uh, Heckman, go first. I'm going Cardinals. All right, Rob?
1: Cardinals. No Jared Goff, right? Cardinals.
0: Yep. No Jared Goff. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick the Cardinals here as well. Isaiah, can you gain a game? L to the A, baby. Let's go. <laughs> of course, you know he's going to do that. <laughs> Let's oh, go. He oh, had no yeah. other choice. Hey, how about what? this? Oh, I, got a, I got a trick for you guys. I got a trick for Heckman and Rob. They're going to love this. Okay, so I'm going to. We're going to pick the Seahawks and the 49ers. Rob, who are you, who are you taking in that game? Seahawks. Heckman, <laughs> who are you taking in that game?
2: I'm taking Seahawks. You I'm going to take dogs. the Seahawks as well. Isaiah, who are you going
0: to take in that are game? What you going to do? Lit.
3: Laker's, buddy. Cootie Queens. Okay, I'm going with the Seahawks.
0: You know I'm going with my doggone birds, man. Oh. Seattle all day. Space Needle, baby. I tried to do it to him. I tried to get him to pick against the stand Seahawks. Jogs. Can't Wouldn't stand work. work. Goodness. Um, gosh, we're running out of time, but I want to pick so many more games. Okay, let's do. Let's do you the need one it. that the Cowboys need. Sunday Night Football. Philadelphia Eagles at home, Washington football team. Depending on what the Cowboys' result is this weekend, this will decide the NFC. I mean, it will decide it anyways, but it will decide whether or not the Cowboys go to the playoffs. And Heckman, we'll have you start.
2: I think our guys come out, out of their mind, man. They're gonna, this is our Super Bowl game. Last uh, game of the season. Whoa, Let's whoa, go, whoa, Cowboys. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. Heckma, We're whoa. picking Washington,
0: Heckma. Philadelphia. Fans. Wait a minute, Heckman. Come on. We're picking the wrong Washington game.
2: and Philly. Oh, I'm going Cowboys. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> I got to have. I'm going. Oh, God, God. You can't pick
0: Philly. You
3: just can't pick Philly. <sighs> pick for you're, me, Rob. Pick you're a man of your word, that. Heckman. I can't do pick that. Pick for me, Rob. I can't do it. Come on. We got to go.
2: Tostitos, let's go. What was that, Heckman? I'm sorry. The rhymes with Beagle. Ron's. I'm with sorry, Beagles. I don't I don't have the I don't have the Bose I don't have the phone the fo- Green. The Bose headphones.
1: Team, I can right right hear the you. Green. We're Beagles. in Totillo's Plaza again. Philly. Run
0: Philly with Beagle. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh. I'm gonna pick Philly. Actually, I'm gonna pick Washington. I think Washington gets it done. How about that? I'll pick Washington just to try and turn it around. Alright, Isaiah.
3: Hurts business. Hurts business. I
0: love it. Alright, here we go, Heckman. You were chomping at the bits to get right, the win this game.
3: He tried to that? skip over you.
0: Yeah, hey, <laughs> no, I, hey, You were
2: saying you were saying just is, is the fix is the fix in Kyle? What 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 are we doing here? Where right. Kyle?
1: Heck, Who like you it.
0: got? I mean, excuse me, Rob. Who you got? I hate to say this, I'll take
1: Washington in, a, in an ugly game. Ugly. Yeah, game I think Washington it's going to be a bad game. What are you?
0: What is wrong yeah. with you, Pete? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Cowboys versus Giants in NFC East playoff berth on the line. Isaiah, go first for us here,
2: my friend. You see it on the wall. Going with the star, baby. Let's rock it. Hmm. Heckma. Hey, he should turn his camera the other way and show you that Giants jersey that he has framed. Ah! <laughs> <I, laughs> I'm going to go mm. with the Cowboys. <laughs> Just zoom you out a little snitch. bit. <laughs> you <are> the- <laughs> <laughs> Rob,
1: uh, Cowboys averaging more points in three game stretch than any team in the league right now. Last three games, Giants averaging eight point six. I'll take the Cowboys.
0: All right. Well, here's the thing. I've got to preface this by what I've said the last three weeks during this mm-hmm. winning streak. Every single time against Cincinnati, against San Francisco, against Philadelphia, I have picked against the Cowboys. I've lost Lord. those three games. And I'm not changing that now. I want to take that juju and I want to push it toward MetLife Stadium where the Cowboys can come out with a win. But I picked the Giants. New York's going to win this one, 27-21, just to continue what I've done the last three weeks. And hopefully it works things out. So I'm picking the Giants. I'm not changing things now. Final week of the year. We're rolling with it. And the Cowboys hopefully will have an NFC East playoff berth. Because I also picked uh, Washington to win. So maybe that'll work both ways. So that's going to do it here for us on Talking Cowboys. Everybody out there have a very safe, very, very safe New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Hope everybody gets to spend a lot of time at least talking with your family and things like that along (laughs) the way. But be careful. Be careful when you do it. We'll be back on Monday to break things down, (laughs) win or lose for the Cowboys. Either we will be in the playoffs on Monday morning, or we'll be wrapping up the 2020 season. Still a lot to go on this weekend for the Cowboys, but we do want to thank every one of you for listening to us here on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Bean, back at the studios in Frisco. For Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeoman. So long here on Talking Cowboys, presented by GEICO.